Yeah. 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 Um, and all I want, to, yeah, so I'll be throwing out questions. So the first question is, when you think about the term tolerance, how would you personally define it? Okay. Well, I'll listen to what you say. I don't have to agree with it. I have my own opinion about what you're saying, but I'll listen to what you say. Yeah, uh, yeah. So listen to what you say. Yep, great. Yeah, my personal thing is um, I um, don't necessarily even agree with what someone else is yep. doing, yep. but um, that's sort of their business. Yep. So their business. Yep. Prejudice. Prejudice are actually overshadowing the person. Yep. So they always have already have this built-in thing about someone. Yep. And then based on that you say, I don't... You don't believe, yep. Good. Um, I didn't really think there was going to be a lot of people here, to be honest. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the gender thing and the safe school thing, because where we are as a church, was my thinking. So grab a copy and pass it on. There's going to be notes if you like taking notes. There's pens here. Just put your hand up and I'll give it to you. Otherwise, if you can share one, um, I will print some more out um, as well. Yeah, that's good. Anyone else? In the modern day context, yep. tolerance is actually embracing other people's yep. sexuality. Yep. I don't think it even comes down to colour. I think it's more sexuality. Yep. Sexuality, embracing it. Yep. I think it's also lifestyle. It's almost opinions yep. on how you see the world. And yep. Sexuality comes under. I think there's a certain amount of you can't disagree. As soon as you say, oh, I'm not sure about that one, or I don't think you're right, that's yep. intolerant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The worldview of tolerance is, um, is different to sort of even Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because we're two different worldviews. Yeah. They're immoral when we try not to be. Yeah. So we have to tolerate everyone who's not Christian. Yeah. Because we're different. Yeah. We're light and darkness. Yeah. Alright, that was the end of the seminar. Thanks, Pete. Uh, no. <laughs> no, you're true. That's very true, though. So I want us to just look at um, the piece of paper in front of you. Uh, this you can, you know, you can search easily, but Miriam Webster or Webster's dictionary describes tolerance in these three ways. So capacities to endure pain or hardship. That's originally what they used to think was. So sympathy or indulgence for beliefs or practices differing from or conflicting with one's own. Uh, third is allowable deviation from a standard, especially the range of variation permitted in maintaining a specified dimension, the machining piece. Uh, and fourthly, the capacity of the body to endure or become less responsive to a substance. Obviously that leads to a scientific um, definition of what tolerance is. So, in our culture, in our day and age, this term has been thrown around very openly and it can be used as an attacking term um, or even like a sense of you better just tolerate, just go with it, uh, what the rest of the crowd says. So, seminar today, we want to really look at this idea of what is it being uh, Christ-centred uh, in a tolerant world. So, some questions to ask you again. Uh, does the Bible talk about tolerance? Any thoughts? More specifically, does Jesus talk about tolerance? We're called to love our neighbour. Love our neighbour. Mm. 
Yeah. Not being annoyed with the kids, yep. Just thinking Noah. Um, uh -huh. He told after the flood, um, I will not destroy the world again this way. Like, there's a, and that's a speaking of the Torah. Sure. The lady with the alabaster jar. Uh-huh. Remind us again, Sebastian, what that is. Oh, it's about how everybody else said, you're wasting um, your time because she's of this kind of nature. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else was judging her on how she looked and how she presented herself, but God had a very different Yeah. Suffering, being self-disciplined, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be tolerant. 
Yeah. So, so you can, you can, I mean, you can do this yourself at home. Do a search on tolerance. Uh, there's uh, allusions to it in the Old Testament in a couple of the places, but it's not directly the word itself. Um, and then when you talk specifically about Jesus, uh, it comes down to how Jesus lived and his actions and his words and his teachings. So. And John 8, um, I put, I mean, this, for those who are note takers, I've put a little space there for you. If you're a grammar person, don't look at my paper. Just sort of try to, if you're a teacher, try to ignore it. Just go past that. Tolerate what I've put there. So that'd be really helpful. Uh, <coughs> there's some pens here, sorry. Um, Underlying that tolerance, there is, we know there is a law of grammar. You said one thing is right and one's not. Yes. And that's an underlying factor. That's very true. Thank you. <laughs> so John 8 says, uh, um, Jesus speaking, says, As they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. So this is the context, you know, that woman's bought. Uh, and Jesus pulls them up and says, who's going to throw this person on If you have no sin, go for it, you know? Uh, and Jesus, in reality, man with no sin could easily do that, but he himself says no. Um, so he's, even in that scene, he's, there's a woman who's brought there, and Matthew 7, you guys talked about it, judge not, that you not be judged. Uh, once again in Matthew 7, so whatever you wish the others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So these are always in the context of Christians and, and particularly in the Jewish context, engaging. Um, and then finally, the verse that everyone talks about. Um, and it's important to have these things, I think, as markers. It's John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Uh, Jesus is... Uh, one who displays beautifully for us uh, what it means to come into a world. Uh, and, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever thought about this, I have sometimes. The sinless King of Kings humbles himself and is hanging out with a lot of sinful people. Um, but shows grace and compassion, but doesn't compromise. He doesn't say and go, oh, look, I'll just be nice and not say anything. He says, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Go and sin no more. He makes it very clear, right? He doesn't just hold off. Doesn't mean he doesn't engage what the problem is. Um, so, and it's a good thing as Christians, as we live in this world, what that have that thinking. Yeah. Can, can I just? Yep. Because you know, verse seven and almost verse six, though. True. for the world, not to condemn the world. Yep. But to save the world. Um, and it goes on, and also probably if you think that in with Romans 1, yes. God gave them up to yep. whatever. Um, that same uh, principle is that they're always condemned. Yep. They condemn themselves because of their behaviour. So yep. there's no need to, uh, for us to be condemned. Yep. You see the life of Christ with no favouritism. Yes. Excuse me, I was just talking to this person who's yep. talking. Well, there's no discrimination. At all. Yeah. Well, we're humans, aren't we? Yeah. But, you know, the woman at the well, she yeah. was Samaritan. Yep. And there he's talking to her, talking to her. Yep. And the disciples, when they were ignoring him, they were looking and wondering, no discrimination whatsoever. Yep. Jesus had a, a, a was intolerant, I suppose, of the Pharisees, wasn't he? Yeah, so it's always the religious, yeah. So it was, it was always, he butt heads with the religious, the people like me, pastors. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. But at the same time, he spoke to them. Yep. Very clearly. Yep. He still opened scriptures to them. He still, yep. He loved them, loved them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah
So it's a very, in almost a sense, I think we need to remember as Christians we have a bigger call in a sense, and we need to do that because of what Christ has done on our behalf. Um, but without compromise, just to keep that in mind. Uh, someone want to read that little quote for me? Uh, it's from a movie or a book called Eat, Pray, Love, about tolerance by Elizabeth Gilbert. Anyone? Nice I have enough. a good idea. For if you meet some person from a different religion, and he wants to make argument about God, my idea is you listen to everything this man say about <coughs> God, never argue about God with him. Best thing to say is, I agree with you. Then you go home, pray what you want. This is my idea for people to have peace about religion. So, I put that in deliberately there because when we are engaging with people at our workplace, family members, and they say things like, you're not tolerant and so on, it's very easy to get our emotions caught up in it. And it's important at moments where we're not having those conversations, think about what are they trying to say. So the question I had underneath that quote is, what do you think this author, I don't know if you've seen, the, there's a movie out, Sandra Bullock's in that movie, and you can hire it on DVD and you can see a summary version of the book. Uh, and it's all this idea of someone finding peace. Julia Roberts. Sorry, thank you. Julia Roberts. Thank you. Same hair colour. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think this quote is really saying when it comes to the idea of tolerance? Not worth arguing about. Not worth arguing about? That's what that is saying. Yep. Yeah, great. Who, who is someone? I was going to say, I think the first sentence is great. We should listen. Mm-hmm. Simply what to say. Yep. But then. Yeah, change that. Yep. I've got to start with this thing. The best thing to say is I agree with you. I thought, hang on, like, uh, the moment that you're now saying I agree with you, like, I, I can't do that, but I think up to there, it, yeah, I can listen to yeah. someone argue and... Yeah. yeah. I've practiced Sorry, Ken? Talking with people, I've practiced training myself to say, I hear what you say. Yeah. When you get that sentence, I'm not agreeing with you, I just say, I hear what you say. I hear what you're saying, I yeah. listen, I hear what you say. I might reflect back. But make sure you know that you're listening to what they actually believe. That's the first thing. Yeah. But definitely don't let that come out of your mouth saying, oh yeah, that's right. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> don't compromise, but yes, yeah, yeah. that's great, uh, really helpful, Ken. Luke, you're saying? Yeah, it's deep into um, moral relativism. Uh-huh. And, um, Explain that for us. So that's basically <laughs> the idea that everything is right for you, if you think it's right. There's no absolute truth and there's yeah. no absolute morality. Yeah. Um, and obviously as Christians we can't say I agree with you for that. Um, it's logically inconsistent anyway. It doesn't make sense that everybody's right. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, right, the first half is right and the second half is wrong. Yeah. But, um, it, then it just comes back to the way that you say that. Yeah. So if you, like you were saying, if you're arrogant, yeah. if you come across as, um, well, eventually if you say there is an absolute truth, you will be told you're intolerant. Yep. So there's a point where you just be labeled intolerant and you can't get away from it. Yep. But if you're speaking the truth in love, then that's what I recommend. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Okay, so I'm just reading this in context. Yep, go for and it. What she's actually saying, this woman, is that somebody's trying to get a witness to you. Yep. Tell you about their religion. And you just nod and say yes. And she's telling you nod and say yes and yep. like that. And when you get challenged, the person says, I agree. Well, I'm sorry, how, how do you take the conversation further? Because that person has said, oh, I agree with you. Yeah. And then she's like, and you just turn your back, go home, and um, pray. It never happened. That they never. So for us, that's really challenging because yep. we, we will come across people that will just agree with mm. what we're saying, you know, but 
There's nothing, and, and you, you can't get angry, you can't do anything. When somebody yeah. agrees with you, it's the end. Can I say, if you want to take the conversation further, you have to find ways to show the inadequacy of their belief system. And that's really the challenge that we face, is how to be prepared to say something which exposes the falsehood of what they believe to themselves. Yeah. You don't have to win the argument, you just want them to see that this doesn't stack up in the real world. Yeah. And the other thing I find really helpful is even like going through the Gospels and you see Jesus saying, there are tight lines like this. Jesus knew their heart, they were trying to test him. Yeah. And he'll go around, sorry. And as Christians, because we have the Spirit of God in living in us, and we may be engaged with those who don't know Jesus, we need to be praying before, during and after that we're trying to build a relationship. And if there's an argument there, just because they just want to have a go at you, we just have to learn to go out. This is not actually going to go anywhere. Well, this person's not going to go at you. This person's going to say, I agree with you, yeah. right? So as Christians, or when you're trying to bear witness, that's yeah. a real challenge. Yeah. You know, like, for example, yeah. if you do something, if your son does something wrong, and you just want to yell at him, and the wife goes, I agree with you, then where do you go? Yeah. You know? I, <laughs> and I think that's the context. So there's a guy here who lives here called Shane, who walks his dog through yeah, the property. Sure. So Shane and I have conversations all the time after work. Um, and one of the conversations always says to me, yeah, Shabu, you know, I believe in your God. I said, what do you believe? And he always says, oh, I believe he's a good God, he's gracious, loving. I'm going to go, yep, yep. <laughs> and then I go, where am I going to go with this? And I always say to him, that's interesting, I really want to know a bit more about that. Um, and it's more just really drawing them out. Um, because in that statement when they say, oh, I agree with you, Okay, well, what, what do you agree with? Like, it's it's that dialogue for... And, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's very challenging. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Particularly in Aussie you culture. you a very tolerant person. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm really sorry about the rushing, guys. Um, I'm going to try to keep moving. Uh, now, I love this quote um, by a guy called Tim Keller, who's a pastor and a leader. He's written a few books on... And particularly, uh, there's a great book that he wrote called The Reason for God. If you want to search out, particularly in postmodern thinking, the top sort of uh, apologetic topics, he engages with that. He lives in New York. So tolerance is not about having not having belief. It's about how your beliefs lead you to treat people who disagree with you. Uh, and I think it's a helpful thing to remind us as we engage with wherever God's placed us, uh, and we are called. Uh, to engage in compassion and tolerance, what that means is not to say we compromise in what we believe, but because of our belief, it should actually challenge us how we engage with those who disagree with us. Uh, and that's with love, grace and compassion, but in truth as well. Um, a lot of what we've seen is talking about personal connection with the person. Yep. There's another element to it as to what happens when it becomes structural in society, which is another topic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I wish we had time to get into that. I, I really would like to engage with that a bit better. Um, and one of the feedbacks I'm going to give afterwards is we'll just need to do a few more things to engage with that. What do you do, you know, uh, in the world that you live in and what does it look like in society? But uh, we will hopefully engage with that. Some things that I've been personally challenged about. Um, remember in my own personal life, Jesus was intolerant to my sin. Uh, he actually hated and uh, he came to die for me and save me and give me new life. But in light of that, uh, I should also live a life that proclaims that truth. Uh, know that uh, we were all blind um, before we knew Jesus. So the people that who don't know Jesus, they're blind. Uh, 
and they um, need to meet Jesus first. Um, so engage with that. And then finally, um, just understand you're going to be misunderstood. Uh, and some people are going to think lovingly that you're a jerk. And uh, we don't take that as a, a war medal. <laughs> uh, we just need to go, yeah, we're going to be misunderstood. Our baby was misunderstood. We were going to be misunderstood too. Um, and pray for those who disagree. I know for me personally, when I engage with people who are very apathetic to the gospel or just totally disagree with me violently, um, I, I just want to get into an argument and I have to learn to ask for God to give me his heart for them. So the only way to do that is to pray for them uh, and keep praying for them. Um, um, yeah, that's it. Sorry, it's been short and quick.